Cornette Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Wednesday, May 18th, 2022, and this is episode number 482 of this little raggedy-ass show. Welcome to the program. Thank you guys for being here. Hello. Mic is hot. Okay. We'll turn the mic down. That's good. Mic goes down a little bit there. Sorry about that. Uh, Too loud. Got it. Okay. Uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. See the mics, the mic drives me crazy a little bit because it changes from setting to setting. What's up, Killian? Good to see you, buddy. Um, good times. It was loud. Okay, guys, I got it. <sighs> Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Justin. See, guys. Right, that's the one thing I hate about the delay is by the time I figure it out and get it fixed, I'm still getting like tons of, it's too loud, bro. It's like, okay, I fixed it. Okay, I fixed it. Uh, welcome to the program. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you guys along. Oh my God, we're already in a hype train? How in the hell are we in a hype train and we haven't started the show? I love you guys. Now look, I'm going to put on, I'm going to put on the train conductor. But I want you to know, I'm feeling really good about the hair today. Got the fresh cut. And I'm about to mess it all up because he does like the line. He does the spray in hair just to get a real nice tight edge up on the one day. And then I shower and it's gone. Uh, so, yeah. I, uh, I'm about to mess this up just for you guys. Here goes. Watch. Like, you see how good that hairline looks? Look, look. See how, see how impeccable that looks? It's going to be all messed up. It's going to be all messed up now. Ah! Oh, my God. All right. Uh, I'll be in in a second. I'm in a work meeting. What's up, Jim? Take your time, famo. Hey, uh, thank you guys for the hype train. Holy shit. So, D-Mod resubscribed for three months now. What's up, fam? Jen is resubscribed for three months. Alan Denson threw in 100 bits, and that set off the hype train. And, uh, Christy was in for 47 bitties. Jim on sports was in for 100. Perry was in for 20. Joe Hernandez, 25. Jeff Bell with 18. Jen, another 100 bits. Oh, my God, y'all are nuts. FJ with another 70 bits. Unbelievable, you guys. You do that enhancement on the hair like Quinnell X. I don't know. Does he enhance his hair? Donna, thank you, sweetie, for the 35 bitties. Uh, no, it's just one of those barber tricks that they do to get a really good, nice edge up. Because my line, my edge up's kind of now. I got scars in the forehead. It's it's a whole damn mess. Uh, but shout out to J-Row at Current Cuts for hooking it up. J-Money! Thank you for the 20 bits, my friend. I'm much appreciated. Hey, we got a lot to get to. Damn, we're almost in level two of the hype train. Y'all are, y'all are the bestest. When the train stops, I get to take the hat off. 
Oh, it didn't mess it up too bad. Oh, yeah, it did, though. It did. You can kind of see where, like, right there. You see that? Right in here. We lost a little bit of the... It's okay, though. It's okay. <laughs> Patrick Randall, P. Randall said, help me out. What's the hype train? Assuming it's not like the nasty chick from college. <laughs> no, it's not like a... So, basically, P. Randizzle, what it is... Hugh Tex, thank you for the 100 bits, buddy. Basically, man, it's just a support of the show, and it gets rolling, and everybody's assisting and throwing in, and it creates what's called a hype train. It's fun. I, we do some goofy stuff. If we make it all the way to level five, I wear the, I wear the dumb conductor hat. I used to show my nipples when we made it to level five, but the problem was uh, they won't allow me to do that anymore. Yeah, see, Alex Villanueva knows. They won't allow me to show my titties on stream anymore. That is against the terms of service for Twitch. I'm like, I'm a dude. Why can't I show titties? And they're like, sorry, no nipples allowed by anybody. What a stupid ass rule. Am I right or am I right? I think, I, I tell you what, I have always been a firm believer in uh, equality. You guys know that. I think that... Why did we get low level? I got to really get this thing. This My whole setup is screwed up. I really think what we should do, and I think there should be a movement. Oh, yeah, only buttholes. That's right, Nate. Um, I wonder if I could, I wonder if showing my cat's buttholes is, is inappropriate. Nonetheless, uh, I think at the end of the day, dudes should be allowed to walk around without a shirt on, and that's already possible. Nobody judges, right? You want to go outside and check the mail with no shirt on? You're allowed to do that, right, fellas? I think ladies should be not just allowed, but encouraged. I mean, this is equal opportunity, right? We're all human beings. A nipple is a nipple. Now, granted, I don't see Jeff Bell's nipple and get a boner, but, you know, it's whatever. I think if we're going to be equal opportunity, I think if ladies are going to have the same fair and equitable treatment as men in this country, it is about time everybody walks around without a shirt on. And if you make me governor of the great state of Spring, Texas, that will be my mission. I would make the worst governor. I really would. Uh, I ran for class president in high school, and my platform was I would put condom machines in every bathroom. And a damn near one. A damn near one. And then I, even when I didn't win, I still I still went to the school board and had a petition signed with thousands of students all wanting condom machines. And then I went back to petition them to make uh, give us the day off for Martin Luther King Day. Oh, they fucking hated me at that school board. Hey, this is for the hype train. We got two minutes left. We are into level two. Thank you guys for the hype train so much, man. I love and appreciate you all very much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. Cheers, folks. Oh. Oh, shit. I got a... I got a cut in my mouth, and that shit burned. Damn. Lord, Tony, Jesus. Tony, no, that's terrible. Tony, don't say that. God bless you. Jensen, be careful what you wish for. All titties ain't equal. Listen, I get it. 
I don't want my grand grand walking around with no shirt on. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't need nanny's titties hanging out at the Walmart. Which, by the way, I owe you guys nanny stories. We're going to get to those today. I promise. We are going Thank to get you. to those today. Cisco resubscribed with Prime. Thank you, buddy. That's very kind of you. Yeah, see, P. Ray Dizzle, no, set them puppies free, lady. Equality is equality. How can you move forward if you're not moving forward? Take them titties out. Uh, Francisco is now hosting. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Cisco, for hosting on your channel. Much appreciated. Yes, I did. Oh, we got a shoe check. Uh, I had to go deep into the closet for this shoe check, Vin, not Diesel. I had to go deep into the closet. My pinky toe's been bothering me. My pinky toe, I got this like sore. Not a sore. Not like, I'm, not, I'm not like a junkie. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm shooting up between my toes and shit. But I think some of my um, shoes are too tight. And so it like squeezes my pinky toe into my next toe and then it rubs. And then like that, there's a bone in between your two toes. It's not gout. And like it got this like. I don't know, like hard skin, like a callus. And then that hurts. And so I had to do surgery on it last night. My wife hates this. I just, I get out the clippers and all that shit and the, the razors and I cut it all out. It's disgusting. Uh, so that being said, uh, today was haircut day. I'm rocking black as, as I tend to do. That's what fat people do. We wear black. So I thought, what the hell? I might as well go with the most comfortable shoes in my closet. Uh, you guys have seen these several occasions, but yeah, this is this is what I'm at today. I'm on my I'm on my uh, Yeezy Zebras because oh, these are so goddamn comfortable. Uh, it, th these are amazingly comfortable, and uh, I love these shoes so much. They're they're not the cutest in the world. Uh, they're not the most attractive, but I love them. Uh, oh shit! Excuse me. Um. Yeah. Let's see what is what was the what was the question? Hey, thank you guys for the hype train. We got into level two of the hype train. Three subs, six hundred thirty-five bits. Thank y'all very much. Appreciated. Love these hype trains, man. You guys are the best. Vin said there's cute on you. That's all that matters. Well, you know, I do. I do get the fellas. They I get their eye. I capture their attention. Get some Doctor Shoals. I probably but that would make it even tighter in the shoes, Donald. That's the thing. My feet are kind of wide. I got short, fat feet. It's not gout. It's a big fucking like corn thing like Donna said. Yeah, it's a uh, it's not good. These are not prison shoes, Stephen the Weather Guy. Yeah, oh, I like this. Vote Barry for president of Twitch. I think I'll tell you what my platform. If I ran if I ran for president of Twitch, I would run on a platform of titties and buttholes are okay. Just cat buttholes though. I don't want I don't want people buttholes. Just cat buttholes. And all nipples. Chicks, dudes, horses. Do horses have nipples? I don't think horses have nipples. Can someone confirm if horses have nipples? I don't know. Hey, Siri. Hey, hey, Siri. Do horses have nipples? Y'all let me know what your phone said, please. Oh, Dr. Shorrell's corn remover. Is it a corn? Because I just cut that son bitch out. I, I have to get in there and I'd like dig it all out until it bleeds. And then I'm good. Nora's like, you are going to lose your toe. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm a, I'm a professional. This isn't the first time it's happened. Uh, oh, yeah. Make partner at 50 viewers. That'd be a good one. Uh, we're doing good, though. I, got, I cannot lie to you guys. Oh, she's 
Uh, I cannot lie to you guys. The uh, the numbers, I mean, I jinxed it. We're going to have a shitty day today. Um, but the numbers have been great, man. I'm super excited. I think the channel's actually way more than we grew on YouTube. Way more. We got new people hanging out like Vin's Not Diesel. And um, we had what? Sh- uh, what was his name yesterday? Uh, psh, damn it, I can't remember his name. Not Scooty Boy. Um, it was like. Shock? No, it wasn't Shock. What the hell was the dude's name yesterday? I can't remember now. But we got Jim on sports hanging out. We got a lot of new folks that didn't find us on YouTube. So very exciting indeed. Speaking of exciting, I have a guest on the show today. We're 225 in. I didn't even start the show. Jesus, Laminac. Uh, I have a guest on the show today. He is a, not only is he a deckhead, uh, but he is a barbecue expert like this man's been in a barbecue game for a very long time. You guys know him as Rob or So Smoking Gooder. Uh, but he is going to be joining the show at 315. Going to hang out for about 30 minutes. We're going to talk barbecue. We're going to talk barbecue competitions. Maybe some of you don't know what that's about or how you would get involved. We're going to talk about uh, tailgating and tailgating companies and what they do. And uh, He teaches barbecue. He wants to teach barbecue. It's uh, I'll read you his credentials. This is This is pretty impressive, actually. Um, he went from tailgating to barbecue. Now he's an instructor in barbecue. He hosts his own show called So Smoking Gooder. He's won many, many awards and is, including grand championships. Uh, and I told him, I was like, I want to talk about a bunch of good stuff. I want to talk about competitions, tailgating. I want some tips. Uh, I want to talk about teaching all that stuff. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, Rob is a great dude. He's got a show. If you haven't supported it, go support it. Uh, so yeah, and it should be good. Demonis said, speaking of shock, I miss sports right live. I miss sports right live too. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I don't not miss spending time with the wife. The amount of time that I've gotten to spend with her has been great on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it has really no lie. It has really improved, uh, the relationship being able to spend more time with her. So it's very cool in that regard, but it does suck not doing the show. Uh, clove. Cloven, what? I, how do you say that? What's up, man? Thank you for the follow. Cloven Acorn 3. See, I didn't want to say like clove and a corn. It's, or, you know, like cloven a corn or what? I don't know. Cloven Acorn 3. Thank you for the follow. Welcome. My name is Barry Lavinak. This is a sports and entertainment show. We do this five days a week, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. on Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. on Friday. We start Central Time. And uh, yeah, we talk sports and a lot of bullshit. A lot of fun. I don't understand what this means. This will be frustrating. This is, will be frustrating. I don't know what that means. Walt Walker, we hang the dog tags of those we fought. What did Walt say? Uh, Vin's good people. We fought wars together. Oh, nice, 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 nice. CeCe's in a meeting. Okay, let's get, let, let's do the chat and then we'll do the sports. You know what? Let's just do the sports headlines. We got to talk some sports before we lose the new guys. Cloven, Cloven Acorn said, just call me Cloven. It's easier. Thank you, buddy. Uh, thanks for making it much easier. That uh, I'm, I'm a moron, Cloven. You'll, you'll find out. Hey, Cloven, uh, curious. How did you find the channel just now? You popped in. You said hello. You follow, which I very much appreciate. Uh, my goal is to get to uh, 7 million followers. And we're so close. We're at 318. Oh, we're so close. So close. So, yeah, our road to 7 million. And just we're one step closer, buddy. Thank you. Yes, Clarence, this is a sports show. 100%. Cloven, I'm going to start the headlines. You type in how you found the program. I'd appreciate that. Uh, Oh, look at that. See, guys, networking works. 
He says, I follow two people. Oh, I'm assuming it's, I'm saying he, I don't know, Cloven. I don't want to uh, assume your gender. They uh, say they follow Toothpete and Kyle King. That's dope, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. Much appreciated. Uh, welcome to the program. 69,000 followers would be a stadium. And that would be pretty cool. That would be dope. Also be 69. I like. All right. Um, yeah, BZH, we got soccer news. Right? All right, here's your sports headlines for the day. Running back Tariq Cohen, who's a free agent right now, tore his Achilles during an IG workout. If you didn't see it, this is so sad and so depressing. And I, in fact, do have it for you. Uh, it breaks my heart to watch it. So he was rehabbing from a, um, what was his injury before? He had a, was it, it, it was an ACL injury, I believe. An ACL injury. And he was rehabbing for that, trying to get back so he could get back on a team somewhere. And I'm going to mute this because there's music playing in the background and I ain't trying to get a, a, a copyright strike. But this is him rehabbing. He's doing a back paddle. Goes forward, back, go forward, pop. And you literally, you guys, you literally can hear the pop. And as soon as it happened, as soon as it happened, you just, he was like, no, 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 God, no. My heart breaks for the kid, man. Could you imagine that happening on IG Live? Also, you're out there trying to better yourself and in the middle of training, in the middle of, hey, guys, I'm, I'm on my way back. I'm grinding on my way back. You're like, I'm going to do this. Look how he's working. I mean, just so random. It does suck, man. I, my heart absolutely breaks for Tariq Cohen. Absolutely breaks, man. Um, saw it once. Don't need to hear it again. Yeah, there was like uh, they were playing uh, WAP. WAP. Probably WAP is not okay. That's a racial slur, I think. They were playing. Yeah, Tariq Cohen. That's what I said. What I say? I said Tariq Cohen. Oh, Donna said, "Who is this?" Yeah, it's Tariq Cohen. Donna. It's the first headline there. Uh, he's a running back, was with the Bears, now he's a free agent. Uh, oh, ACL and MCL, basically the uh, the inside of his knee blew up. Man, that's awful. Yeah, he was a boss. Um, yeah, my bad, TFTP, or Chapo. Uh, I like Steven's point. Lesson to everybody, don't exercise. You know what you can't do? Uh, you know, you, you can't tear an Achilles if you're not exercising. That's a fact. What's up, beer man, Greg? So uh, that's the takeaway. Don't exercise and you can't get hurt. But, you know, it was kind of his job. So he had to. Uh, MLB has banned Matt Harvey 60 games for being an Oxycontin distributor. Just passing out pills like he's the fairy pill mother or something. I don't know. He didn't give a shit. Didn't give a shit. It was uh, pretty wild. Pretty wild. Uh, I, I said when it happened, somebody posted it in the chat and I was like, look, you know, he's probably not selling it because he didn't need to sell it, but he was distributing it. So dude passing out, uh, oxy and the only, I mean, to me, 60 games is actually kind of light. If you think about it, if you pitch once every five days, you're, you're going to miss 12 starts max. That's half a season, but that ain't that much. Yeah, I agree, Celio. That ain't that much, man. That is not that much. 
I feel like you needed to send a uh, a better message, right? Like, I feel like you needed to send a tougher message. Is he looking at prison time? Now, that would be interesting. That'll definitely, that'll definitely put a damper on your season. <laughs> if you go to prison. Um, just stay fluffy like Barry. No exercise. I like how you feel like it's okay for you to make fat jokes about me. <sighs> Look, I, I can make fat jokes about me because I'm me and I'm allowed to joke about myself. I don't want you guys to get it twisted. Like it's not okay for you to make fat jokes about me. I hate you. I hope I, Alex, I hope you have a flat tire today. I hope you I hope you have a flat. Yeah, that's a great question, Amos. You guys get out of pox with the fat jokes. Don't y'all know I'm sensitive about my weight, but you still make fat jokes. Alex, you fucking asshole. Uh, that's a good question, Amos. Who did who did snitch on him? Somebody had to snitch. And it was probably, you know what? I feel like this is what happened. Um, I feel like he was giving them out and maybe one guy was being like super, super, uh, you know, greedy. I was like, give me, give me some more. Give me some more. I want more. You give them free. I want more. And maybe he was like, dude, you, you're taking too many. Uh, I'm going to start charging you. He was like, oh, you're going to charge me. I'm turning you in. That's what it is. I think that's probably what it is. Cause I don't think he was selling them. Was he? I mean, he's probably getting his money back. He probably wasn't turning a big profit. But that still makes you a drug dealer. The amount of money you make or don't make doesn't mean you're not a drug dealer. If you're handing out drugs, you're a drug dealer. Period. Oh, yeah. Fire's probably snitched on him. Trout. Oh, that's a good guess. That's good. You know, you make a lot of enemies. Just like you make a lot of friends. Alex said, I'm in the company van. No problem. Don't nobody give a shit, Alex. Don't nobody give shit. Nobody cares. Oh, you're calling me fat. He was part of the trial for the Angels pitcher who died. He admitted to it on the stand. Oh. Ah. Well, that's interesting. I guess I should have read the story. I just didn't give a shit enough. I mean, somebody broke it in the chat and it was cool, but okay. Ah. Uh, Nathan Evaldi didn't have a great night last night. If you're if you watch the Astros game, the third pitcher ever to give up five home runs in one inning. Five home runs in one inning. That's ridiculous. Uh, Astros went off. I saw somebody post the Astros hit for the home run cycle. A solo, a two-run, a three-run, and then uh, Kyle Tucker, a couple innings later, goes uh, Grand Salami. And, uh, yeah, pretty good night for the Astros. End up winning 13-4. Nathan Evaldi, not his best stuff. And it's funny, I wasn't watching the game yet. I was uh, waiting on, uh, I was doing some shit with Nora. And then Andy Huggins texts me. And he says, uh, I'm thinking Nathan Evaldi didn't have his best stuff tonight. <laughs> That's insane. I was like, man, if he was a comic, he just bombed so bad. And then we got into the whole discussion of, yeah, but like in comedy, when you're bombing, they're still like, you got 20 minutes left, buddy. Keep going. They don't do that shit in baseball. 
Like you go out there and bomb and give up bombs. They're like, get out. Every, 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 um, every job should have that. Well, if you're having a terrible day, you should just have to plow through it. Like comics do. If we're having a bad day, it's awful for everyone in the room. So for this, I, I guess the same is true for strippers. I wonder if strippers have bad days. I would imagine, right? Like maybe they're feeling bloated. Oh, I shouldn't have ate Taco Bell last night out there. Putin on the pole. Man, people are going to put a dollar in like, God damn, bitch, you smell like a garbage dump. What the hell? Um, why did they leave him in so long? That's another, that's the other part of this. Why I gotta turn this setting off. I'm sorry. This thing keeps popping up, telling me that my audio, if I pause, uh, it pops up like right away. It's like, your audio's not working, your audio's not working. Chill out. Let's let's just I'll just I'll just rely on the chat to scream at me if I'm on mute. Jeez. Uh, yeah, how many innings? He, he, I know he pitched that full inning where he gave up the nine runs and the five home runs, and I think they brought him out after that. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna pull up the box score for you guys real quick. Scores yesterday, what's today, Wednesday? Oh, yeah, today's Tuesday, or yesterday was Tuesday. Box score, um, Nathan Valdi went 1.2 innings. Eight hits, six earned runs. So he didn't finish the inning, Donna. He they yanked him in the second. Yeesh. And then Danish comes in and gives up a uh, grand slam in the fourth inning. Only three of those were earned, though. Not a good day for Boston. They they dropped uh, dropped that one thirteen to four. Uh, good to see some of the uh, Astros hitting. Still don't know the the true issue with Odorizzi, by the way. They still haven't come out and said what it is. Put him on the 15-day IL, but they still won't say what it is. So that's interesting. But I guess we'll find out. Hey, speaking of Astros and former Astros, the Twins have activated Carlos Correa, and they send down that rookie Lewis uh, back down to AAA. So there you go. Carlos Correa back on the field playing again. All of the XFL games are going to air on ESPN and Disney platforms. In case you didn't know, XFL also going to be playing at TDECU Stadium here in Houston for the for the uh, upcoming 2023 season. So, yeah, uh, XFL games on ESPN. I cannot wait to not watch them. Oh, man. Whoo. I am so looking forward to not watching these just like it's like the USFL. Uh, only the first two letters are an X, and then that's pretty much. It's like the NFL, but they, the only things they have in common is FL in the name. Everything else is no thanks. <laughs> Shovel said, "Man, I'm hyped to miss that shit. Me too, buddy. I cannot wait to skip it all. Don't care. Y'all know how I feel." Finally, last headline uh, for your sports world. And then I owe you guys a story about my grandmother, which I will share with. And we got a ton of sports topics to get to. I got one of the worst first pitches in baseball in a long time. We've got a ton of topics we didn't get to yesterday. We're going to get to them today. Uh, But the U.S. women's national team and the U.S. men's national team are now going to get equal split of World Cup bonuses, equal pay across the board. They have a new collective bargaining agreement. And for the first time, in the history of US of the US national teams, the pay will be equal between the men and the women. So good for the ladies. Congratulations. 
The ladies are the only fun team to watch, really, uh, for, for a while. Yeah, Jim. Jim on sports, it's about damn time. Now, if the rest of the world catches up, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, rest of the world, rest of the sports, in a way, in a way. I do want to say something. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. I'm going to uh, anger some some women, <laughs> some decats. And I want you guys to understand, my mother, huge feminist. I grew up with just her and my sister. And they taught me how to respect, admire, love, and honor women. And I am a champion. My right-hand man is a woman. I feel like I'm making excuses for some shitty stuff I'm about to say. My best friend is black. That's the worst thing white people could do. Same thing with dudes. You know, my wife happens to be a woman. So, um, so I can say all this awful shit. I'll just say this. I think when it comes to like the soccer and all that, that's a, that's a whole different thing. But I saw a meme a while back, and I think we talked about it on this show. Yeah, see, and, and that's this is where I'm headed. Uh, hey, truck driver Pookie, thanks for lurking, buddy. Um, I saw a meme that was like, LeBron James has uh, done this and makes this much. And uh, Sue Bird, no, not Sue Bird. Who was it? It was, I don't remember who it was. A female WNBA player. She has more championships and playoff games and, and she makes 40000 a year. And here's the difference between that to me and the U.S. women's national team and men's national team. U.S. men and women's national team are, first of all, probably subsidized uh, by taxpayer dollars, I'm guessing, in some way, along with being in the international pool and you know playing for like FIFA and the World Cup and all that. So they get a pool of money for that, and then they, divide, they had been dividing it unequally. The pool of money was for U.S. soccer. It wasn't Candace Parker. I don't remember who it was. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. WNBA NBA pay meme. And it was Sue Bird. Can't believe y'all doubted me on this. How dare you guys doubt and disrespect me as such. Uh, I'm going to open this. I'm going to do, I'm going to post this here. I'm going to push this there. I'm going to do all these little thingies. Here's the, this is what it said. Um, Sue Burt, 17 seasons of WNBA, four WNBA championships, 2020 salary, 215 K bonus for winning a 2020 title. $11,356. You can't really see that. Let me see if I move it up. Oh, no. oh, oh. Boop. There you go. Now you can see the bonuses there. LeBron. Mother bitch. There we go. Go stop it. I'll just read it to you. Uh, LeBron J. Bitch. That got weird. 17 seasons in the uh, NBA. Four NBA championships. $37 million salary bonus for winning the finals. 370K. And this went around a couple years ago. And. Plenty of females were upset. And I when you look at that on the surface, yeah, that makes a ton of sense that that would seem inequitable. But the problem is the difference in pay is also the difference in, in revenue. And a lot of people want to say that about the men's and women's national teams for soccer, but that's just not the case. It's a pool of money and it is... Uh, um, I like Bird better. Bird who? Larry, his daughter. No, no. 
No, I said Sue Bird the first time. I just think, look, when you look at revenue, uh, let's see, WNBA revenue, that was 2020. Let's look up. WNBA revenue in 2020, the the WNBA, NBA rakes in more than $8 billion in revenue every year. And the WNBA doesn't generate a fraction of that. The WNBA generated about $60 million in 2020. Now you got to remember, I mean, you've got licensing deals and personnel in the, in the off, you know, the, the front offices of each team, all that, all that, that's a grand total. So you've got a, a league making $60 million total for the league for the year. And the other league is making 8 billion. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. It's like a comic. That'd be like me being like, man, I only made $1,500 headlining the loony bin in Wichita. Meanwhile, Kevin Hart is selling out the stadiums that hold 70,000 people and he made millions. It's not fair. It's because I'm a Texas comic, isn't it? No, it's because you work little ass comedy clubs and make little ass money. So it's the same thing. It's same thing. So on that, I differ significantly, and I'm this. This is a, this just seems like a gripe, just to be griping. This is just like bitching to bitch, in my opinion. The real issue was the soccer money. That's where I had a real problem with it. Pay them women because they're better. They're more fun to watch. Women's national team is way more fun and way better than the men's team. Yeah, Jim, good point. It's like comparing salaries in the NFL to the USFL and the XFL. I've won seven XFL championships. Calm down, fam. Um, yeah, BZH said the Hilton Furniture guy owned the comments he could never afford an NBA team. That's the, that's the whole point. Yeah, that's the thing. Is It's just everything in that sport operates on a lower tier. Everything. Uh, what is this? XNBA combined and they both suck. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I mean, you clearly haven't watched the U.S. men's team recently. That would be correct, Eric. That would be a 100% true statement. I have not watched men's soccer because I don't feel like men's soccer has given me a reason to watch men's soccer. Uh, by the way, speaking of Eric and everybody over on Podbean, thank you. What's up? Welcome to the show. Hello. I hope that the audio was working. I think I got it fixed, but I don't know. We're going to try. But what's up to Titan Hugo? U A T A B C K S. Udabax. Eric Resendez, Chris Reyes, John Dory, and the J Rizzle. What's up to everybody listening on Podbean? In case you didn't know, if you're new to the program, there is a way for you to listen if you're driving around and you can't. Uh, watch, and we do have a lot of truck drivers and, and other folks. I mean, Alex Villanueva is in the car with uh, his work. So maybe you can, you just want to listen and not watch. You can absolutely do that. You can absolutely do that. Just uh, download the Podbean app, find Barry on deck. And when we go live, the audio feed of this program is live. Now it's not perfect. Some shit is messed up with it right now. Like when Rob joins us at 3.15, I'm praying that the folks on Podbean will hear the interview, but it's likely they may not because it might still be messed up. We do have a lot of truck drivers and pookies. Yes. Yes, indeed. Ah, Canada might make more noise. What, in soccer? Interesting. 
WNBA doesn't have OnlyFans. I did hear where um, who just started an OnlyFans. Somebody said, um, man, I need to go back and look. But I was like, oh, no, is she going to do like nudes? I think it was on the Discord where somebody said um, an actress or a. I can't remember who it was. Stacey, thank you for the 10 bit. sweetie. Appreciate you, boo boo. Carmen Electra, thank you, Potch. Potch always coming through in the clutch. That's it. Hey, listen, if Carmen Electra's going to get naked on her uh, OnlyFans, I'm in. Does she still have her fastball? I think I need to check that, though. Uh, hey, uh, Jamal, why didn't you send me a question mark on the Discord uh, private message? I just got a question mark from you at 208. Oh, you were seeing if I was going to go live. Yeah, it's, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. CC said, damn, we all knew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chapel said, lonely fans. <laughs> Alan's all in on Carmen Electra. She was, she was a baddie back in the day. Now, you got to remember, she has had Dennis Rodman inside of her. So that changes the game a little bit. Makes it a little weird. A little weird. I'm one of those cats, though. Like, if I, I never want to see, uh, like, when I was with a woman, when I was with, uh, when I was with a chick, uh, hey, what's up, Chase? Chase said, first time in, I'm over from the USN's channel. Thank you, homie. Yeah, that was a fun raid yesterday. Uh, appreciate you popping in, Chase. We're going to get to a lot more. We kind of got off track here with, uh, some OnlyFans talk, but welcome to the program. You guys make sure you make Chase feel welcome in the chat. You know, show him around. Uh, Chase, the uh, the restrooms are over there on the right if you need to use the bathrooms. Uh, the kitchen is down the hall on the left. Heck get yeah. you some snacks, get you whatever. And um, yeah, just make sure if you go to the back two bedrooms, knock first because there's some weird sex shit going on in the back. Otherwise, man, have a great time. Enjoy the show and your stay. And we hope you'll make this a regular part of your rotation. Uh, Chase said, do we do betting stuff on here? Oh, sometimes we'll talk. Like we looked at the PGA odds. We don't do like hot and heavy, like super nerdy betting stuff. That's not my lane, dude. My lane is try to make you laugh. Try to entertain you. Talk some sports, talk some bullshit. Dude, my lane is fun. I ain't gonna lie. My lane is just, let's have a good fucking time for two hours. So that's what we try to do. If it means we talk some odds. Yeah, we'll do that too. If you want to talk about betting, Bring it up. There are a ton of deckheads that actually uh, wager, and they talk about it all the time in the chat. It's not off limits. It's just uh, I don't have it on my rundown all the time. So, uh, let's see. What is Jeff doing? Oh, I see. I see what's happened here. Jeff Bell, the uh, Broncos fan, and and an Avs fan. Apparently, CC lost a bet because I know damn well she ain't an Avs fan. What happened, CC? Did you did what happened, Seasters? What happened? Damn it! Uh, <laughs> now everybody's warning people. Oh, Amos, that's cold blooded, man. Are you making fun of me for crying, Amos? Are you making fun of me? Uh, make crying normal for dudes. Normalize crying for men. It's okay to cry. It's fine. And yeah, I do. Actually, I do. I love. It's usually with good stuff. It's usually like when I'm feeling blessed and overwhelmed with generosity and kindness from the deckheads. Like when we do good things, it'll, it'll make me sappy. So yeah, stick around. It'll happen. 
Uh, she needs to stop betting Jeff Bell. Yeah, she definitely does. She definitely does indeed. All right, let's get to some more sports. So we got the whole headlines out of the way. Uh, by the way, real quick, I just want to say shout out and thank you to the channel VIPs, D Mata, 713 Hooligan, Jeff Bell, Joe Pro, House, Justin Swinney, uh, William Resendez, Mark G, Jared Taylor, and I need to update the slide to include uh, Jared uh, Hernandez as well. Um, I'm sorry. What? Let me get my updated list. Did I? Who did I? Who all did I add? How many new VIPs did we add? Did we just add? Was it okay? So it was Joel Hernandez. I said Jared. Joel Hernandez. We added Mark G's on there. Yeah. So I just need to add Joel to the slide. Uh, but yeah, thanks to the channel VIPs. Several different ways you could do that through the Patreon or through points or uh, be the have the most. Uh, bits at the end of the month and uh, you get a channel VIP so that's dope and then thank you to the moderators as well day one down to Jen Potch and Shelby please uh, be nice to them they try Heck hard to yeah. make this show go as well as possible what was that um, what the heck Chase hey thank you for the sub Chase man much appreciated fam Look at that, and P. Randizzle subscribe. Let's go. Thank you guys for the subs, man. That is too kind. Um, listen, just because of that, you guys help yourself to, uh, to, to the orange juice in the fridge. I know it's got my name on it. Don't worry about it. Uh, you can absolutely have it. Uh, hey, real tight spot. Thanks for lurking, fam. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for lurking, man. Happy to have you here. All right, let's talk some more sports. Let's get into it. And I still have the stories to tell you about my grandmother. I have not forgotten about that. I will, I will get to those today. What we might do is do those after uh, Rob's interview. So Rob will be here at 315 to 345 talking barbecue. Uh, I'm going to make you guys better barbecue people with the help of Rob. Because some of you, you, some of your pictures are pretty sad. Some of y'all make some pretty bad meat. Some of your meat looks sad. Uh, so Rob's going to help you with that. So, um... As you guys know, you guys, Phoenix Suns got bounced from the playoffs. Devin Booker, CP3, shit the bed. Luka took over. Luka a hoe. But he sure did pimp the Suns. So what was weird about that is after they lose, the Suns, and this is kind of unprecedented. This doesn't happen a lot. But the Suns wrote a letter to the city of Phoenix. And it's kind of weird. It says, today's a new day for Phoenix Suns fans. The work on next season is already underway. Yeah, right. They all, they all took, the, took the day off. As employees, fans, partners of PayPal, sixth man members. Really? You had to throw in the sponsorship sixth man members? As employees, fans, partners, and PayPal six-man members of the Phoenix Suns, you should be proud of what you have helped this team and our organization accomplish for three straight seasons. We have shit the bed in the playoffs. No, uh, we've been raising the bar on expectations and accomplishments, and this wouldn't have been possible without the incredible support from the best fans in the NBA, some of whom have been with us since the start in 1968. With greater success and expectation comes deeper disappointment. That's natural. Just uh, just know we all share in it and our organization won't be satisfied until we bring a championship to the Valley. We're in this together. We win together. We lose together. We fight together. And the only way we get better is together. Thank you for supporting us all season as we look ahead to the start of a new chapter. It's super weird that you would send that out. 
I think it, I don't think a lot of teams do that. Now I don't have season tickets to anything. I've never had season tickets to anything. Kind of odd that they would do that though. Like that's what press conferences are for. Have a press conference, be like, "Yep. Didn't go well. We might lose Aiden. That's going to suck. CP3 is now CP310 years old." Devin Booker looking around like, damn, what's this going to be like in five years? Because I don't know if Aiden stays, to be honest with you. Their teams are already clamoring to try to get a hold of that dude. Going to be interesting. I mean, I know that they can pay him the most. They can pay him the most. Chapel said his phone died. That sucks. Um, But just kind of a weird deal. You know what I mean? Like... I don't know. It just does it just a just a weird thing. So I you can tell when a team does that, you can tell that they really feel like that they disappointed. You had the best record in the NBA by far. And you you got you got ran out of town on a rail by one dude, Luca. So pretty bad look there. Uh what else did I have for you? Oh, this was kind of interesting. So after the Suns lose, Pat Beverly goes on ESPN and starts talking shit about Chris Paul, calls him a, a cone, like a cone in a cone drill. Like the, everybody knows you don't have to worry about that dude, um, which is bullshit. It's just high. That's just that's just Pat Beverly saying Pat Beverly shit just to be outlandish and get on people's nerves as he does and as he's good at. But it was also super smart. Because... Pat Bev took his shit-talking cone analogy and parlayed it into a blank check with Barstool. Dave Portnoy, Barstool's founder, said, quote, if Pat Beverly is a Barstool fan and he's watching this, he has a blank check. You name your price for a podcast and we will hire you. No questions asked. Just say how many zeros and guarantee us once a week you are hired. I mean, look, I get it. That was super smart of Dave to say some shit like that when this, when we're in the middle of the Pat Bev 24-hour news cycle. You know what I mean? Like, get on that bandwagon, buddy. Dave's a smart marketer. Dave's a smart man. There's no way they make Pat Beverly the highest paid anything at Barstool uh, amongst any podcaster out there in the world. But it was super smart. And they said that they, you know, they made the offer. It's kind of like when, like, um, I don't know, Pornhub will be like, oh, this mom, she fought off a bear and uh, saved 85 orphans on a burning bus all, all while pregnant with seven kids. And then Pornhub will be like, if you want to do porn, we'll give you a million dollars. You got, you know, you got you to gotta fuck a bear in a bus while it's on fire. While giving birth, but we'll give you the money. They, they know that's not going to happen, but it's just good marketing. It's just good. Uh, it's good pub, but it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me if Pat Beverly ended up on a bar stool with his own podcast makes a ton of sense. But if you're Pat Beverly, why do you need bar stool to pay you? If you're worth that much, you might as well keep all the profits. Now I do understand the fact that, 
it's less worry, less hassle, less, you know, bother. You just show up, do your do your thing, cash your checks. Trust me, if somebody came along and was like, hey, we'll pay you triple what you make right now doing Barry on deck, and you won't have to do a thing but show up and talk. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also betting on myself in a way. I'm also gambling that I'll make more than what they could offer me by doing it myself. And I'm not beholden to anybody. And maybe Pat Bev doesn't want Barstool to tell him what to do. And I know he said no questions asked and all that. There's questions. It's still a business. He still has to answer to a board and shareholders and everybody else. So calm down. But I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea because he is Pat Bev. And he'll say some crazy shit. He absolutely will say some crazy shit. The thing is that if you bring in Pat Beverly, you you only get in an NBA season worth of Pat Beverly sound bites and headlines. You're not going to roll out the a, a blank check. What is the NBA? Six months a year? When does it start? October? October to June? Eight months, nine months. Damn, the NBA is a long ass season. I mean, look at ESPN's got Kendrick Perkins. He says a bunch of flamboyant shit. Regardless of it, Pat Bev said a lot of shit, got called out by other people. And uh, uh, my favorite call out was, I don't know if it was, who was it? it? Wasn't Dame. Somebody else was like, I love that Pat Bev is saying that CP3 is washed and a cone and he's He's been sitting at home getting bounced and run from the playoffs. And he's a role player. And he's a bit player. Pat Beverly ain't going to do shit after he retires. CP3 is going to go to the Hall of Fame. He might coach. He might broadcast. I was like, oof, that's a, that's a boy. That truth must hurt Pat Beverly. Ugh. Must hurt. Tony, you wouldn't, you wouldn't listen? You wouldn't give it a go? Oh, it was Barnes. Yeah, good call, Ivan. It was Barnes. Matt Barnes, that's right. I would just watch it for the first couple of times for the train wreck, kind of like I did when Ron Burgundy got his own podcast. I was like, well, let me see what this is about. And I was like, okay, I don't have time for this shit. I just, I don't listen to anybody's podcast. I, I'm just the worst about that. When I'm on the road doing comedy, when I'm driving, I'll listen to books on tape or audio books, I guess I should say. God, I'm old. I'm going to be in a progressive commercial turning into my parents. Uh... But yeah, I, I don't think I would want to listen to it. I don't listen to any podcast. And I probably should. There's probably some really good podcasts out there. But I don't. Uh, real quick. Hey, I'm going to go pee. Uh, when we come back, joining me in about 10, 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Rob Arocha from the So Smoking Gooder Show is going to join us to talk barbecue. Teach you guys how to barbecue. Teach you guys how to make a brisket. And uh, talk to you about barbecue competitions and his show, how he got started, all of that. Because I have questions about the tailgating. I'm not going to lie. I have questions about the tailgating. Like, I don't understand how you spend so much. Do people pay to get in your tailgate? These are questions I need to know. Uh, Joe Rogan is a good listen, depending on the guest. I've never, I've honestly, P. Randizzle. This sounds so crazy. Being a stand-up comic. Uh, I started my media career covering MMA. I literally, oh, I have that story. I should tell you guys this. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that story as well. Um, I've never listened to a Joe Rogan podcast in my life. In my life. 
I've heard sound bites. I've heard like little clips here and there. Never in my life have I sat down and uh, listened to a Joe Rogan podcast. Pretty wild, actually. What can I say? Uh, after the CP3 slander, he gave pretty solid basketball takes. Well, that's good. That's good. Someone text Zerline to join. I'm not doing that. Not after Lance. Lance was... Uh, no, I can't do that to my buddy. Uh, you're not missing much. Oh, with Rogan? Yeah, I don't, I didn't. Uh, that's just me though, man. I, by the way, uh, Jim, I love your photo. That's a, that's a great prom picture photo. Well done indeed. You need like a wolf behind you. I don't know why. Am I going to Bill Burr? That's on the list. That's on the list, Demata. I would love to go to Bill Burr. Bill Burr is my absolute favorite comic in the whole wide world. Of the world, Craig. All right, I got to go pee. And when I come back, we, let's see, did we get the, yeah, we got the Phoenix Suns, Pat Bev thing out of the way. We didn't even talk beer prices at the PGA Tour this weekend. We'll talk that. We can do that tomorrow if we need to. Um, And we got Whisker Wednesday to do. I got to tell you the story about my grandmother and her ticks. Not like, oh my God, she's got fleas and ticks. Like ticks, like, I mean, she doesn't do that. Could you imagine if your grandmother was like that? Hey, baby, do you want a Hershey's? Like, what the fuck? Uh, it's going to outdate soon. I'm getting LASIK. Oh, nice. I got LASIK. I did. I totally got LASIK. Didn't take. Back in my glasses, buddy. Hopefully it sticks for you. I think it's because my... uh astigmatisms came back made all my shit blurry again but hopefully it sticks for you uh, i don't know if i'm going to bill bird depends on the ticket prices to be honest with you i ain't got i ain't got i ain't got hundreds of dollars in ticket money to be going for nothing so all right let's take a quick break but the reason i'm doing this as well some of you guys don't live here in houston and that's okay but um we have our resident weather guy steven uh usik little uzi vert gonna give you guys the houston weather and i told stevie man as we grow we're gonna start being worldwide of the U.S. world. So we're going to have to start doing like a national forecast along with the Houston forecast. Right now, I'd say at least 80% of the viewers to this program or listeners on Podbean uh, or folks in the chat are in the Houston area. But we're growing, baby. We're blowing up, baby. So so if you're not in Houston, sorry, this weather doesn't apply to you. We'll uh, eventually we'll get there when we start balancing out to a bigger ratio. Until then, though, the reason I did this is I tied a show where we talked about chasing dreams, and Lil Uzi said he's always wanted to be a weather guy. I said, well, fuck it. You know what? Start somewhere. You're the weather guy for Barry on Deck, and that's how it started. So he does a great job. He gets better with everyone. So watch this. I'm going to go pee. Hey, you go pee, go poop, whatever it is you do during our short little breaks, and then we'll be back. We'll continue the show. Rob Arocha joins us. We'll talk about my weird grandmother. All that right after this. This is Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Lamax. Stick around, bitches. Don't go nowhere. Hey everyone, Steven Music here with your weather update for the week. We're still stuck in the same broken record pattern we've been in for the past couple weeks with hot temperatures and no rain. Let's take a look at the models though and see if there's anything we can hope for. Um, spoiler alert, there's probably not. Um, you can see here there's some rain off to the north and off to the west, uh, but really nothing to hang our hats on in terms of significant rainfall for us. Uh, it's going to remain sunny and hot. Um, looking forward though to the next week. After Sunday, though, 
this pattern might break down a little bit and we have a chance uh, for a front to come through and bring us some rain you can see there and another interesting tip that I wanted to share is that we're not quite to technically to hurricane season yet but there's a chance for some tropical mischief to form in the Caribbean and in the eastern Gulf um, around Florida you can see there you can see right here um, you know, stay away from us. It's just a little interesting tidbit considering it's so early in the season for something like that to form. Um, other than that, though, back to the forecast. You can see we're in the, the mid to upper 90s for the most of the week. By Sunday, like I said, the pattern might break down. We might get some, we might get a front through here, some rain. That 0% chance may change on Sunday. Um, but for now, I'm going to leave it there just because of the way things have been. Um, other than that, uh, I don't have a whole lot for you, so have a great week. What? Well, I still, as soon as I turn off the damn uh, warning sign that I'm on mute as I leave this some bitch on mute. Look at this bullshit. Yeah, Aaron, it'd be nice to have a goddamn uh, producer keeping me off of mute. Rob's never had that happen. <laughs> Yo, I just did a whole ass show muted. Just a whole ass 15 minutes of shit muted. How come y'all didn't say anything sooner? Huh? How come you didn't let me know sooner? What? You had one job to do, chat. I mean, no shit. Like, literally, at the beginning of this show, I turned off the alert on my screen that says muted. And then I come back muted. So, God. I just, I hate, I hate life so much. This bullshit ass show. Well, what you, what I said was, you know what? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Jim said, I think it's going to happen to me constantly. Oh, it will. And then your chat will never let you live it down. Jim ever raggedy ass chat. You should leave that on. You know what? Shut up, Matt. You're right. In fact, I'm gonna turn it on right now, but it bothers me. Cause if I pause, 
for dramatic effect like that. It's, it, then it starts firing off. And then I'm like, oh, shit, am I muted? Fine. It's on. It's on. It's on. Robert Roach, you're going to join us in just a second. Rob, hang tight. I'm going to do this. Uh, I see him. He's there. Uh, I We are going to do, though, real quick, because uh, we started this a while back with one of our deckheads, Penguin Katie, who works for an animal animal shelter here uh in in houston uh called special pals which is an amazing shelter and i don't think i'm supposed to say this but i don't mind saying it it's uh it's a shelter that hasn't had to do any harm we'll say to any animals since like the 70s i believe she'd be like dot don't say that i don't think you're allowed to well uh truth hurts so uh she works for an amazing shelter and i try to feature a couple of animals from the shelter every wednesday call we call it whisker wednesday and it's just a way to introduce you guys to some of these animals that need a home Excuse me, so you can go adopt them. Uh, if you don't know, damn, that uh, Diet Coke got me. Special Pals open Wednesday through Sunday right here in the great city of Houston, Texas, from 12 to 4 p.m. And every animal that you adopt from Special Pals, fully vaccinated, microchipped, spayed or neutered, up to date on flea and heartworm prevention, all that, all that. And uh, the animals I have for you today, look at these cuties. We have Beyonce and Jay-Z. Now, uh, I couldn't fit them both into the little slot where I have the picture, but this is Beyonce. And this is Jay-Z. These three-month-old kittens are the most famous PK Foster bathtub graduates so far. By the way, uh, my cat, Spencer, also a graduate from the PK Foster bathtub school of learning how to be a cat at PK's house. That's a lot. She needs to work on the title. Anyways, uh, three-month-old kittens, the most famous by far. Look at that cutie. Uh, got me looking so crazy right now. Your love's got me looking so crazy right now. Got me looking so crazy right now. Your touch got me looking so crazy right now, etc. That's what she sent for the description of these cats. Uh, so there's Jay-Z and there's, I feel like it should have been backwards, right? But I guess that's the chick. I feel like though, like Jay-Z was a little, like Beyonce was a little more light skinned it, right? I feel like, okay, it's whatever. And then this is the cute dog I have for you. Look at that. Oh, this is Midnight. Midnight is a spunky six-month-old pup with a pretty smile and a lot of puppy love to give. Midnight loves to play fetch and chew on sticks. Her favorite color is red and her favorite Astros player is Yuli Guriel. Viva la Peña. So that is Midnight and you can adopt Midnight. You can adopt Beyonce the cat. Not like actually Beyonce, but you can adopt Beyonce and Jay-Z. Uh, just get yourself over to Special Pals. Right there. Open Wednesday through Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. Fully vaccinated, microchips, spayed or neutered, all that, all that. Adoption fees range from $80 to $250. Special Pal does a great job. Visit specialpals.org. All right. Without further ado, we have satisfied our weather requirements. Which is supposed to happen on Mondays, but let's, I was behind. Okay, don't judge me, chat. Um, we were supposed to do that, and we did. Uh, we got the weather. We got the Whisker Wednesday. I always have a guest for you every single Wednesday. This one's been in the works for the while. And uh, I want to make sure I get his credits right as a comic. It's very important that you bring people on stage with the appropriate credits. Uh, otherwise, they get super pissy. And then, you know, he's probably going to demand more money to be here, which I don't have. Uh, but uh, he started off tailgating with Bullhorn Barbecue Tailgaters. He's now a barbecue instructor. He is the host of the So Smoking Gooder Show, which you can catch live on Facebook, 
YouTube, and Twitch. And I suggest you give it a follow. He is a grand champion and winner of many awards. He's also a friend of mine and a fantastic person. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Rob Arocha, everybody. Rob, welcome in, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Man, my hype man. You're going to be, you got to come with me when I, uh, when I instruct, how you doing, bub? Dude, you sound amazing. You look amazing. Uh, this might be the best guest set we've had. You brought the mic right. You got the camera going. Haircut looks good. You can't be the only one with good hair here, Barry. I, I mean, mean I had that. to get it done for you. Uh, for yeah. you. And look, way better appearances than my mom. She joins me every Monday. Her mic is awful. Camera looks like shit. She never does her hair. So well done, Rob. You're yeah. I mean, you're, you're be that. my new mom. Uh, going you know, you know, I, I watched the show. You this show, Barry on Deck, gives me some nice, subtle hints to to improve my show. So I appreciate that. Is my mic on? Oh yeah, no, you sound great. You sound great. What do you mean it gives? Oh, you son of a! Was that a mute joke? <laughs> don't don't let bastard? Potch don't let Potch time me out on this damn thing. He's quick <laughs> with the trigger. Potch, I'm on to you, man. He is. Uh, oh, oh, look, uh, Chris Reyes says the bean is fixed. Good. I'm glad I fixed it. I was trying to do that so you guys could hear the interview over there. Shout out to everybody on Podbean listening live. Uh, the Jay right. Rizzle and John Dory, Chris Reyes, Eric Resendez, Titan Hugo, uh, e Escrow 99, and Truck Driver Pookie. So, Rob, we got to talk yes. barbecue, fam. This is what you do. Is this your whole life? Do you have a uh, side? I mean, is this a side hustle or is this like your main hustle? And you're like, oh, I just do accounting on the side. This is my side hustle, and uh, if anybody's watching from my office, I did take my hour break right now for this <laughs> show, so that's don't give me any lip. I did get some bad news, though, on Tuesday. I got a call. Oh, no. I said, do you want good news or bad news? And I said, give me the good news. I said, well, it's Tuesday. I said, give me the bad news. And he said, well, you got to be, you got to report back to work on Thursday starting like So my my uh, work from home deal for the last two and a half years is- oh ending tomorrow and i'm very sad very sad ending so, today it so starts this is your tomorrow. last work from home day since when end of 2019 since march of, of uh 2020 like the day that the day that uh, De uh deandre hopkins got traded was the day i was sent home it was a bad day no yeah. actually that was a good day but yeah i was gonna say like you out. got still got your job look some of yeah, us but lost I didn't our job rob <laughs> The this show doesn't exist if I still have a job, Rob. Uh, this is true. And sorry to bring that up, man. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's <so>. okay. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back <laughs> to the office. <laughs> it's cool. I'm good. Oh, terrible. Cool. Hey, very professional. You want to, I don't yeah, know, you, you know. want to get some screaming kids in the background? Too? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Eight three two six six seven. That's the Houston Texans calling me. Uh, is it maybe really? they heard Would I was going to be on. Would you like to renew? They were calling to apologize about DeAndre Hopkins and your job. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, let's talk barbecue. How, now, you and I have known each let's other. Let's do it. Gosh, this goes back. And I, I try to preach this to the deckheads, and I tell them all the time. Uh, because I think sometimes they're like, you know, it's, it's so weird being a part of this community. It feels like we've made such vast and, and, and fast friends. And, it, you know, some of these folks are claiming... You know, these are friends for life. And I tell them, you know what? You're 100% right. Because the reason I know you, Rob, and Tony the Handsome, and Penguin Katie, and mm -hmm. uh, who else? There's so many more in the chat. We all met because we were big fans of 1560, uh, the game. And John and Lance, yep. and and Sean, and John, and Raheel, and, and um, Dell, and uh, uh, David Nuno. We just loved it. And they had a message board. And we all literally met. 
on their equivalent of a Discord back in the day, their message board. And message uh, board. We, a lot of us have been friends ever since. And that's how you and I know each other, through that, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, Migs was part of that. Miggy, um, yep. Tony, the machine back in the day, Pretzel and Timo, you know. A lot that's, of, uh, are you still friends with those was, guys too? I, I try to, I didn't uh, fuck with them too much. I, was, I, I, I see uh, Pretzel every now and then. That's okay. It. And then I saw Tyson at a, at a baseball game recently. I had to block him. Yeah. He corrected my spelling. I have a one rule in life. <laughs> I do. I have one. I, I told my mom, I will, I will block you on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever it happens, you will be blocked if you correct my spelling. It's just the thing I have. If I tweet something out, it's a joke, it's a retort, it's a response, and you correct my spelling, I'm blocking you. That's just that's just my rule. That's that's not personal. It's not personal. Hey, it's just my rule. Set boundaries, bro. Set you boundaries. Have you have to. You have to. All right, let's talk mm-hmm. barbecue, dude. How long? Uh, how, you had Bullhorn Barbecue. That was the first. That was your uh, venture into barbecuing, correct? Bullhorn tailgaters. That. Bullhorn. Tailgate. All right. Started started way back in 2002. You know when the Texans became a thing. We started tailgate crew, and and our thing was to drink from the horn for good luck before we went into the game. So then we started calling now, ourselves. Is that a the euphemism horn. for something else? Like, uh, yeah. Hey, you want to go sit in the in the trailer and drink <laughs> from the horn? Like what? Drink from the horn? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, and and so that was our name, Bullhorn Tailgaters. And then uh, fast forward to 2012, whenever I started doing barbecue, um, it became Bullhorn Barbecue. You know, just to kind of. Made sense. You know, it just evolved that way. It was really simple and, and it works and it kind of fits into the whole bull, you know, barbecue scene. So bullhorn and, and barbecue is all good. But yeah, I met you. You actually did, you know, I tease it all the time whenever we're talking when I'm in the chats. You did. Uh, and thank you very much. But this was way back in like 2010 or 11. No, when it you was, were... I didn't start till 2013. So it had to have been 2013, okay. 2014. Okay. Yeah. And you came and uh, back then. Po- uh, pretzel and Timo were doing a podcast. You were on stage. It was great. Tony was wearing a shirt that was way too tight, and uh, yeah, it was just a good time for everybody. And yeah, yeah the, the talking about us coming up, coming up, and being friends for all these years. I remember the old double rods with the rich lord picture. That was absolutely classic. Absolutely. Uh, Classic. So you got into this. You, I mean, obviously you'd always loved barbecuing. I'm guessing, and you. So that's why you started the tailgate. Uh, is it a what's it called? Is it a tailgate? Crew company, like what? What's the what's the proper terminology, Rob? I don't want to just miss tailgaters, and I guess you call it a tailgate crew. Uh, okay. We have a group of friends that would go out and set up a big old party, you know, for three hours in a yeah. parking lot in the yellow lot, and you know, we'd show up at six thirty in the morning when the gates open at eight and haul yeah. ass to our space and, and do all that. Right there, I met Rob in the yellow lot. Now in the yellow, yes, lot. she did. She said yellow lot. Now yellow. I. I, I how does this work? Because I see, like, I would see you with the Bullhorn Tailgaters trailer, and you'd have all this shit and logos. And yeah. how do you make money? Is this a losing money proposition? Is this just like you do it for the love of the game? Because you ain't making shit being a tailgating crew. No, or, you or do it for it the different? love of the game. Okay. If if it ever did start to cost me money, I would get out of it. You're right. Basically, we we have some people that support us and and do this out there, and then we ask for people that come out because it's a lot of freaking work, man. Going out there and a waking up early, b I'm cooking the night before for this tailgate, and getting up early, going out there. We go out there, set up all this. If you have buddies that do this, throw them twenty bucks, throw them thirty bucks, whatever it is, because you're just rolling up with your little chair. Maybe you don't even have to do that at our tailgate. You're just rolling up and hey, what time's the food going to be ready? And where can I get my beer, my drink, and this and that. 
So all yeah, for free. Throw in 20, throw in 30 bucks. Are yeah, you not allowed charge. to charge? You are not allowed to charge. It used to be a thing where we could. The Texans have really cracked down and uh and it's terrible. They're they're really hard on tailgaters out there. You know, they don't want to see any signs other than the Texan signs. You know, they don't want your supporters out there that maybe have given you some money to do this kind of deal and support. And they have really cracked down. They don't want to see tip jars out there. So it's like really doing a drug bust out there. Are You're these like, hey, raggedy you got, bitches you want... walking around patrolling? Are they like, oh, I yes. a tip jar. I got a 511 tip jar on yellow lot row seven, slot B. They are. And they're what called. a bunch of and... bitches. They're called ambassadors, which is like the furthest thing than they actually are right now. That's they're 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 harassers, is what they should they're be. Snitching ass uh, hoes is what they are. Like, dude, if I yeah, was the ambassador, it's terrible. If I was the ambassador, do you know what my job would be? I would be like, they'd be like, Bear, you're the worst. You've never found anyone in violation, but you always come back fat with barbecue sauce on your face, drunk <laughs> as hell. I'd be like, I mean, what's what they say? should be I'm, doing? But I'm yeah. undercover. <laughs> I, no, yeah, you're an ambassador. Let people have fun. Yeah, and they started doing this uh, right the year before COVID, right? So 19, they started doing I shouldn't have said the word. We're going to get blocked here. Uh, they, they, they started this in 19, and then where they would come around and really just give us a hard time. And, and then 20 happened to where there weren't uh, tailgates, right? There wasn't any football games or home games anyway that you could go and tailgate. And so, you know, 21 came around. And I was like, man, they gave me a really bad taste in my mouth prior to that. So I didn't even go back in 21. So I'm, I'm on the fence right now when they called, they're probably saying, Hey, are you going to, are you going to renew and, and this and that? And I don't know that I will because of the way that their ambassadors have treated us out there. So if you're listening, Texans, good for you. And I, I, I mean, go like, reach out to your tailgaters. When did they start shitting the bed really badly? It was, uh, let's see. Let's go. To I don't NFL. know. Uh, I, I want to see, I'm going to pull up. Actually, let's just, just do this because you said it was 2019, right? And here's the thing. The, the Texans organization and Texans tailgating was the best tailgating experience in the NFL. They there were there were years that they were they were picked as uh, Houston, Texas, best tailgating city in the NFL. And I think what happened is just based off of what you've told me, just like everything else, they got greedy. They were like, "Oh, these people are out here having fun, making money, and we're not getting a dime from it other than the the parking pass sales." Oh no no no. <laughs> we need that we need that money we need that money it's and we're not push. making money we're not making money but breaking yeah even right we're breaking it we're trying to anyway at least you know that's the reason to do it so well yeah. that's bullshit so um let me see i'm trying to pull up their oh this is bullshit anyways it doesn't matter at this point so you started off doing that and then mm -hmm. you started doing competitions from there yeah, so uh, 2012 came around. If y'all remember the barbecue show, it's called uh, Barbecue Pitmasters, and and so they they really highlighted this whole scene, right? This competition barbecue scene, and uh, they made it look like it was fun, doable, whatever. And so I had a friend of mine that we would do it, and I said, "Hey, let's go try this out. Let's let's see how we do." And and uh, first time out, I got my ass whooped by a bunch of seasoned cooks that have been doing it for a long, long time. But here, like third, fourth, or fifth, I, think I got like my third event. I got my first walk which is a call right you know top 10 in a category and then like my i don't know six months in i won my first grand championship with nice. 75 teams out there at taffer that same event that you did it was a couple years i guess before that so wow uh yeah so uh and i've been hooked ever since and since then it's been a whirlwind of just barbecue and and uh, hanging out it's allowed my family to hang out you know my kids are all cooks now my son was the inaugural 
junior grand champion at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. So he's a world champion. It's pretty nice. cool. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Good for him, he will, just like his dad. He huh? will. Yeah, he will always be the first ever grand champion of the junior cookoff, and it's going to be a annual thing now. They're, this is they're going to be their third year next year. That's so badass. Pretty Until cool. they find out mm-hmm. he was his meat was on steroids, he was on steroids, <laughs> PEDs. It'll be a whole thing. No, they'll, they'll strip him of his title. It's just so bad. You know that. Hey, more eyes to us. Let's go. Um. So can, you so you, you you go from tailgating into barbecue competitions. Did you go with the idea of fun or? I'm going to make money at this. I'm going to win all these or let's just see what happens. No, it was absolutely a hobby. I was, uh, I don't look like it, but I was a competition, uh, competition. I was a pretty uh, competitive softball player. And then my sons were born and uh, just, you know, I was getting older and uh, kids were getting younger. And so I just found another avenue to kind of expend some uh, competition vibes. Right. And so this kind of happened. It was all for fun. And then uh, it became, Hey, I'm sitting in the top standings of the whole state of Texas. And, and so it just became, well, let's go chase after winning it. Right. And so, uh, last year we won, we were the top chicken team in the year and the top pork team in the year. We finished third overall in the state of Texas. So it's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. My family's all involved. So it's a, it's, um, definitely a good wholesome hobby. And, and my boys that are out on that scene are just as crazy as I am about it. And so we all, you know, our Dude. families all know each other. The kids have grown up with each other. It's pretty cool. That's so great. Now, I got to ask you, go back real quick to Lil Rob, because Tony's like, Lil Rob cooks now? Jesus. Um, <laughs> did you help him? Yeah. I mean, tell the truth. Did he do it all on his own? How do they know that, by the way? Like, if you're if you're like Guy Fieri, if you're like Kid Fieri, maybe you're not a guy, you're, you're a boy Fieri, and, and you're making food, like, of course your dad's going to help you, right? Can't. Uh, I mean... How we practice. We pr- we practice our ass off. But during the competition, the kids are all together. They're right in front of the stage oh. on, at the at the Houston. And so the only thing I can do is sit across a table for him and coach him. Right? I can I can talk to him, but I cannot touch anything. He did everything, and he really at that point he really didn't. The only thing I was really telling him was to not drop the steak because I cook steak, <laughs> and he dropped. Steak. He probably dropped ten steaks out of twenty that we practiced, and. Uh, I was just like, do not. And he actually did drop it, but it landed on the grill. Oh. Uh, so we got lucky. If it lands on the ground, he's DQ'd. And, and, uh, really? Yeah. No, well, I guess that would make yeah, sense. Absolutely. Like, How do y'all know dirt's not my secret ingredient, bitches? Oh, this, it's, it's got good <laughs> nutrition in it. Uh, well, that's cool. So it is all a live thing in front of the crowd. And okay, well, that's cool. I can picture you like sitting there like uh, like a jujitsu dad. Like, like, uh, get your underhooks. Like, uh, use your paprika. Use your paprika now. It's too much. Like, is that the kind of shit those, you're yelling uh, at him? Are you like, no? That's uh, that's the kind of shit I yell at him in baseball. I'm like, be aggressive. Swing the bat. Little, and shit be like aggressive. that. But I can't do it out there. I'm just like, just just don't drop it, bro. You know what you're doing. You cut. Know you're doing. I, I'm like, cut that meat. Like the Mannings. <laughs> cut that meat. <laughs> cut that meat. Yeah. No? None of that? None of that. No, none of that. And then when he won, he looked, he turned and he looked this old Bill Cosby bit. You out there, you're coaching him. You're sweating with him every day in the, on the weekends, just making meat, just spinning wins. And he looks and he goes, hi, mom. <laughs> what? The, <laughs> what? Uh, so the great. funny thing is, is uh, they messed up when they were doing awards. They actually said, Eva, his name's Evan. So they said, Ev, and then they, she stopped and then they called another kid for second. And I was just like, oh, shit i thought that was it we were gonna be second and we were gonna be happy as shit for a second and then uh 
they actually called him for first place and it was wow. a big deal. There Very were, cool. you know, news crews all in his face. The New York Times were there. The Wall Street Journal. Wow. fucking crazy. Yeah. Dude, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is a big deal, man. And uh, that was really cool. That that's cool. that's badass proud um, proud papa moment for sure for sure dude when listen when oliver my cat uh does tricks <laughs> i am i'm like call the news get me get the new york times this some bitch just shook what um so let's talk like what is your specialty what do you what do you specialize in i mean i know you said you want chicken and pork yeah, I guess you would say that's what I specialize in, but I love cooking brisket, man. That's like uh, every Texas boys thing is that we want to we want to be good at brisket. And then, uh, I didn't I finished in the top ten, but I didn't finish number one. There's a lot of good brisket cooks here in the state, but yeah, that's the one that I take the most pride in. You know, it's something that everybody you know judges you on. How's the brisket? You know, it's like the other things are like sides, right? They're like corn or beans or whatever. You know, no one yeah. gives a shit if you cook a good pork or a good chicken, but they really want to know if you cook a good brisket, and so. That's the one thing that I try and uh, pride myself on. And there's different, you know, the, the things that I turn in at a competition are way different than what I would cook for you or anybody. Really? Uh, the decades. Why, why, yeah, why is that? Because we, we inject, we do so much because you could, you know, as a, in a competition, the judges, like if you were to go to judge and anybody can judge in Texas, you know, if you roll up at a contest and they say, hey, we need judges. They're talking to anybody. Barry, you could go really? any of the decades could go and be a judge. Yeah, because it's really just objective. It's really what you like. So you might like a really good, you know, you like something uh, that takes you back to maybe your childhood or you just remember like a salt and pepper type brisket or the next person's went to one of the new craft style barbecue restaurants. So it's really subjective. So you kind of kind of put your competition in a, you don't want to go too crazy out of the box. You don't want to be too bland. So you kind of be right in the middle to where you would get, you know, the, the most of the people to like it. But you only get one bite. So you would go in there for one bite and you, we only get one chance at your vote, basically, really? to impress you. Yeah. And so I like a traditional Central Texas salt and pepper style brisket to where if I were going to feed my friends, that's what I would do. And they love the hell out of that. And they could eat a lot more of it with the competition stuff. We put so many phosphates, so many just all kinds of different things in our brisket or in our chicken or whatever it is we're turning in that you don't want to eat too much of it. It'll fill you up and it'll just make you. Yeah. Bart. But the flavor is great. <laughs> what is the phosphate? The See, awesome. I, don't, I know nothing about this. Like I really, I've never made a brisket you know, it, in my life. I'm four. I'm a 47 yep. year old grown native Texan man. Never made a brisket. Not one time in my life. I'm scared to make a brisket. I don't have a smoker. It's intimidating, it's, man. It's, it's impossible a big... to make it without a smoker. Is that correct? You have to have a smoker. Yeah, you really do. I mean, people have done it in an oven, and and then yeah, you don't want to be that guy. It's like boiling a steak. So new. yeah, uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm just security. <laughs> Settle down, Potch. Settle down. He's gonna cut me off. Uh, He's gonna cut what? me out of my own my own interview. So, no, hey, yeah, sous vide in like a steak is a big deal, and it's awesome. People know how to do it, and it's where I just don't. I'm just teasing because I've never done it either. You've never so sous vide You have to steak? teach me that. I will. No, I'll teach you, you how to teach sous vide me that, steak. and it's I'll really teach hard. you how to do a brisket, man, because uh, a brisket is a big, intimidating, big so, piece so, of meat that costs, you know, 70 bucks at the grocery store, maybe yeah. more now with the, the way meat prices are. So, yeah, you don't want to just tink, you know, you don't want to test the waters with a you know ninety dollar piece of meat so you you kind of want to have a background um yeah so, he, so if you out. were gonna teach me because that's kind of yes. what i wanted to do if you were gonna teach me how yep. to make a brisket now we're not gonna go step by step like you know right now obviously but 
walk me through at a high level what I should know and what I should be aware of and the 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 not the finer points but the 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 rookie version of here's how you get started and your first time you ensure you have some success because I'm sure there's well, folks out there you, that want to do this but yeah. they haven't or they're intimidated. Well, maybe we could do a deckhead uh, barbecue. <gasps> we uh, should class, do that. Uh, because, yeah, it really starts from the beginning, man. When you're going to the grocery store, you got to kind of know what to look for. You got to know if it's too fatty or if you got something else. There's two cuts of meat on a brisket. There's a point and a flat. So the point is the, lean, you know, whenever you go to a restaurant, they ask you, do you want the uh, the lean side or do you want the fatty side? Well, the point is the fatty side. The flat is the lean side. So there's different ways to attack it. You can separate it and cook it all at once. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, and basically we would do a trimming. I would show you how to trim it. To, to where you could get the best yield for that piece of meat. Uh, we'd show you, you know, uh, you know, selecting your seasonings, how to do it, when to do it. You know, there's a different time, you know, how long to cook it, what temperature to cook it at, when to wrap it, what to put in a wrap. What I mean by wrap is whenever you're, when it's looking good and your bark's all set and uh, you want to add some moisture to it, you put it in a you can wrap it just in foil or you can put it in a pan and wrap it. Or some people just continue to spritz. There's different ways to do this, but I would teach you guys my way that works. And, and you know, you can do what you want with it. You can use that one or you can definitely uh, take your own spin on it and make it your own. Now, what is the secret to a good bark? Because you said earlier you referenced something called a salt and pepper brisket. I'm just assuming that that's yeah. what the bark was, is just salt and pepper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's a binder that you can put on uh, the brisket before you saw before you um, season it. Uh, a lot of people, some people use yellow mustard. I do not like yellow mustard, so okay. I don't do that. But uh, yeah, but you could uh, do whatever. I like to use uh, just some beef broth to, to slather over and then apply the rub. And at that point, uh, you basically cook it in your smoker. And that's what's setting the bark. You know, the first three or four hours is setting this bark and uh, you can go and spritz it with uh, apple cider vinegar. A lot of people do that with, but basically you're just creating this beautiful black bark to where when you take it and you take your, you know, you pinch that, you know, that brisket on top and you put it in your mouth, you just taste all that season. That's the bark. And it's, man, if you get that right, then you are coasting at that point. God, that sounds amazing and difficult. Cause it's not, it, there's, it, I know with brisket, a lot of times there's a lot of prep, but then it's just sitting it, it's kind of set it and forget it, right? Ronco electric steamer type shit where you just, you put it in the smoker, but you, are, is there a lot of babysitting that needs to be done? I feel like there was. Well, I, I, I mean, my, dad, by the way, brisket, my dad's a terrible brisket maker. Awful. He thinks his cooking brisket's a brisket good. Fun. How is it fun? There's a, a lot long of, ass time, right? Like, because there's a lot of downtime, you know, you're out there just hanging and you're doing your thing. And it's just, it's more of a, you know, a, it's a relaxing thing, man. If you, you know, some, you can, it can make you <laughs> unnerved if you got 30 people and, and they're all waiting on you and your brisket's not done. Yeah, that's unnerving. But uh, for the most part, if you're just cooking a brisket, it's something you go out, hang out in your backyard and your patio, whatever nice the hell it is. Cornhole, and horseshoes. Watch, you know, watch Barry on deck and uh, <laughs> cook some brisket. There man. you go, it's, my it's, man. It's, Good plug. It's a, it's a good time. Um, okay, two hammer questions beers. For you. Yeah, exactly. Hammer beers. Yeah, two questions for you uh, about making brisket. One, um, what's the what's the appropriate amount of time? Because some people are like oh, I made a brisket in twelve hours. Some people are like I, mine's twenty four. Like what's what's the ideal amount of time? I'm guessing it has something to do with temperature and all that. But yeah, what's the average? So it really depends. Brisket going to be. 
Well, when you and I are growing up and we hear about brisket, you know, it was a 14, 24 hour deal, right? It's a big ordeal. You go out there and, and they're cooking on these huge, elaborate, you know, thousand gallon smokers. And, and, uh, yeah, it takes a long time if you do it that way. Now there's a lot, you know, there's pellet smokers that have come into the market. Um, there's, you know, drum cheating? smokers. So it like really depends on brisket? Your, I mean, some people tease, some people tease pellet smoking, but it really is a convenient way to smoke. You know, you, it, uh, you can get home and have that. Hell, you can turn it on from your phone now on your way home and it's ready to go. And so when you get home, I'm, I am, I hate using that word. I'm a ambassador of rec tech grills. They're a, they're a smoking company out of Georgia. And so we, we promote pellet smoking. And so it's, it's a great way to really get your you know dip your feet in the pool and far as far as smoking if you really like it you enjoy it and you want to get an offset smoker which is where you're actually loading wood into it then uh that's a different way of smoking but yeah it really depends on the size of the brisket a type of smoker you have but man i i can do at a contest i'm trimming mine down and i like my sleep man so i'm not my brisket from start to finish is about six hours at a competition so it's what? it's yeah, I'm hot and fast. I'm cooking at a really high temperature this and letting it so rest sexual, for a little while. By the way, we've got uh, <laughs> wood and meat, hot and fast. Like I, I don't know if I'm hungry or horny right now, Rob. I have no idea what. I got a boner and an empty stomach. This is yeah. Um, you hear, you'll hear hot and fast and low and slow, and they both sound pretty damn sexy. I'll agree with you. They there. do. They do indeed. So six hours on a on a like a pellet grill is that is that what you're saying? No, no, it's a drum smoker. It's like it looks like an old. 55 gallon trash can is basically what it gotcha. looks like, but it's not flipped on its side, not. obviously. Yeah. Okay. No, it's straight up and down. What? Char charcoal, really? in the, charcoal in the basket on the bottom and it's smoking up like that. Yeah. It's, it's a different it's way, crazy. man. New way, new day, right? New day, new way. That's what you say. You. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim on sports has a food boner. That's yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people team pellet trigger grill team. Pellet. Okay. <laughs> Horn grill. It's a thing, man. It's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. Uh, so we, you, you can make a brisket in six hours. Most people aren't doing that on the weekends though, right? They're doing 12, 14, 16. Yeah. Hours. They're, they're doing at least 10. They're doing at least 10 to 12 pretty much. I would think out there. Okay. So, so trimming, it's important. The bark is it now does the bark I'm guessing. Cause I don't know. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions cause I don't know shit about this. Let's the, do it. Is the bark like one of those things where that's, what's going to like, it creates almost a, a barrier around the brisket so that it can cook internally. And, and stay moist. What is the purpose of the good bark and having the bark? Like, why can't you just cook it like well, the a bark, steak? The bark is where out? all your, the bark is, the bark is where most of your flavor is, right? It's the seasoning. Okay. It's where everything that you want to apply to, to you, this is where you impart your flavor. If you want it salt and pep, you know, salt and pepper, you can do that. If you want a little more cumin or, or anything else that you want your people that's going to eat this to taste, you put it on the outside and you baby that bad boy. Cause that's where a lot of your flavor is going to come from. Okay. Uh, the moisture and the, where, where you hear a smoke ring, right? When you cut open a brisket and you have that beautiful red smoke ring on top, that's during the cooking process. That's the smoke penetrating, uh, the, the brisket and it's creating a chemical deal that where it makes it have that red smoke ring. So, uh, but yeah, the bark is what you want. And that's the first thing they're going to taste. Uh, when they taste your brisket. And the other thing is the tenderness. You want it, you know, I saw somebody put 191 degrees. That to me, that's going to be a, a tighter end of a brisket, but uh, anywhere from about, and there's no one way the the brisket will tell you, but it's, you know, anywhere from about 205 to 210 is where you want your brisket. And that's where you're going to get a tender. 
internally two hundred five to two ten internal yeah internal. Oh, now, how do you test that? Because if you poke it with, with the thermometer, it's going to let the juices out, right? How do you uh, how do you test in the yes and no? But you're, without poking the holes in it. You don't. You have to use a thermometer and you poke it on the top. And uh, if it does come out, it's going to come out on the top, and it's just going to go right back into the brisket, man. Okay, you're see good. It, you're good. Uh, okay, so internally two hundred five two ten. Now um, the bark. See, I, I thought maybe the bark was uh, uh, like a barrier to keep the heat in, and that just sounds so stupid. It's just all about flavor. That's all the bark is, right? It's just all about flavor. It has nothing to do with it, the way it's, it's cooked or anything. It's all about the flavor, bro. That's okay. that's where you're. That's where you're putting. That's where you want the good stuff happening right there on the bark. I got it. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen somebody put in their bark? Oh man, uh, let's see here. Well, I mean, here we don't like a bunch of sugar, so I've seen some people just do a straight sugar brisket, which was really weird. That <laughs> yeah, does weird. sound weird. Yeah, and it does not doesn't sound like something you you would want to eat. I didn't taste it, no, but I was just That's watching. That's the most like, carpet bagging as shit I've ever heard in my whole life. These goddamn Yankees <laughs> coming down here, I can make a brisket and mustard and fucking brown sugar. Get out of here, you weirdos! Nobody wants that nasty ass <laughs> Yankee brisket. And don't ever cook it in the oven like you mentioned. Yeah, you there are different ways, but you definitely need a, a smoker. Right. If uh, I'm if I'm not if I don't have a smoker, am I just shit mm-hmm. out of luck? I have a gas grill, mm-hmm. I have a mm-hmm. convection oven, I have a uh what is the uh I have an air fryer. Can I <laughs> I can't even say you know, hey, face. I, I would I would uh, fry the shit out of some slices just to see what the hell it would taste like. You know, I think that'd be great in an air fryer. Good, Never know, right? You know, it might burn the whole house down, but that'd be cool to check it out. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess there's just no way. You, this is just a you have to have a smoker, right? I guess I'm just going to wait till my dad to die and give me a. Smoker. If you're gonna you're gonna tech you're gonna attempt uh, you know a Texas style brisket, you have to have a smoker. Yes, yes. Okay. Now the gas grills and there, there might be some gas grill guys out there that are gonna hate on me, but yeah. Eh whatever don't care about you gas girl guys uh so yeah it's all good steven the weather guy who is jewish by the way says the nice jewish brisket goes in the oven that's interesting why uh huh wasn't that called uh pastrami or something is it different <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i feel like that was kind of racist but kind of true i'm not all trying to be racist time. here not potch keep me on i'm not trying to be racist <laughs> he just said basically <laughs> just pastrami bro you're not making a brisket you're making pastrami you uh that's so funny <laughs> corned beef see i think jim is right <laughs> see jim corned beef okay uh steven said that be... might be true so yeah, yeah. see mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. What um, mm-hmm. now, Rob? You're a barbecue expert. You've been doing this. Obviously, you teach class. By the way, are you going to be doing like online classes or anything? How are you going to be teaching these classes? So I go to uh, Georgia and for Rec Tech that I mentioned that grill company. They have me uh, go probably about four times a year. I fly up to Georgia and we do we teach classes for Rec Tech. And then if I'm at a contest and people don't know, like I'm also part of part of a barbecue organization here in Texas called Champions Barbecue Alliance and. I'm on the board there. And so people don't know pork because we've kind of introduced pork to Texas cooks. And a lot of people don't know how to trim pork, how to what to cook it, you know, what the temperature is. So if I'm at a contest and they come and I'll do some classes out there. So it's it's uh it's something I like to do. I like to I like to help people learn about barbecue and uh, Twitch, I think, is really cool because it seems to be a younger uh, people people on Twitch that maybe do not know how to do barbecue or whatnot. And so that's what I'm trying to do with this show is kind of introduce that 
to them and the uh, Gooder show. Know, help them out. Uh, yep. Can we get so a shout out show. in the chat so everybody can go follow Rob on Twitch so you can uh, watch his show? Uh, I think, I think, Rob, and this is just my uh, unexpert opinion uh, on streaming and the whole media thing. I think you should actually do some live cooking of said brisket. Like, are you have you thought about doing shows where maybe it's subscriber only, maybe it's on OnlyFans or Patreon or whatever? Um, but you could do videos and you could do them live at first and then you could record them and upload them to Patreon for people to watch later. But even if you just did like, okay, here's how we're going to start. You go to the grocery store with your camera and you show us how to pick a brisket. That's lesson one, right? Lesson two is you bring that that bad boy home and you go live and you show us how to trim it. And then lesson three, like I should do this, Rob. No, that's a great, that's a great idea. Yeah. I've thought about that too. And I've thought about going live from a competition just to kind of show you guys what it goes through, what we do at a competition. I think that would be interesting to people that don't know what happens behind the scenes doing that. Uh, but yeah, I thought about all of that and uh, maybe that's coming on down the line, but right now I'm just trying to, to grow the show. Although we've been around for five years, but we've only got, you know, we, we do it once a week. We're not an everyday show like yourself, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing. I don't know how you find the time to do that do. and uh, the effort. Cause it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work and I know, and, uh, it does crack me up every time you come back with that mute on mute because I've been there. I've done that and it's great. And it's, uh, it's just funny. And I'm glad you did it right before I came on. Cause it was, uh, it was, I think I was fucking with you last time I was watching your show. I was like, ah, you're going to be on mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you go on the show, of course I'm on mute, like a asshole. Um, <laughs> it's just the worst. Yeah, you did. You, yeah. It was fun. Uh, Perry, Perry, P. Jones in the in the uh, chat said, uh, "Please do a step by step video." And I really think I think you should do a series, dude. You could sell them, you could put them on your YouTube channel, and uh, I mean, if I've learned anything from this show, it's about niching down, right? And I've learned that a lot of people will. Um, they, they look for specific things, not just general, like, oh, it's a barbecue channel. Like, they're looking for how do you cut a brisket? How do you tr- or trim a brisket? How do you do the bark? How do you, like, literally, some people just want step one. Some people want them all. Yeah. And I saw Christopher yeah, Hart no. do this with whiskey. Like, he does uh, an amazing job. There's dudes out there with, like, cigars. I'm a new, I'm a cigar smoker now. And there's guys that show you. I mean, I literally learned how to smoke cigars on youtube i was i didn't know how to cut them i didn't know how to light them i didn't know what i was looking for i mean no, i'm that, sure there's barbecue channels great... out there rob but you got a shit ton of knowledge and backing you should do this yeah no there aren't I'll actually bear not on twitch i've seen i've been searching and there's not so maybe that's something we definitely need to uh explore for sure yeah i appreciate you guys that have followed i see some of you guys out there mark g was on the show not on the he was watching the show last week uh nice yeah but for those that don't know we we do a barbecue show every wednesday night at eight o'clock on youtube facebook and on our twitch channel just search so smoking gooder show and you'll find us we're gonna go on tonight we've got another uh successful competition barbecue cook who has his own rubs and so a lot of these guys create their own rubs they create their own sauces and we highlight those guys. That's what we're trying to do with the show is kind of highlight these guys that people wouldn't hear about otherwise. So that's what our show's about. Very and, cool. And barbecue. And drinking. Very. And all of it, man. It's all a good time. How much how much is yeah. this how much tell the truth, Rob? How much of this was just an excuse to drink? A lot of it, man. Yes. <laughs> that's why it started. Another <laughs> yeah. hobby, man. Let's go out there and burn some meat in the parking lot and drink some beer. That's what it started Wait. as. And 
when you boil it right down to it, that's what we're doing, man. We're just uh, getting a little better at it and hearing our names and getting to come on Speaking different of boiling, avenues. You teach. know what I just decided? Yeah. My first What's brisket, that? I'm going to sous vide it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Actually do it. And then I wonder if you can do that. Sous vide. I think your bark would not brisket. be there. It would probably be a moist mess at the bottom of your bag is what I think. But I could be wrong. I mean, listen, fam. I, uh, I don't. Wrong. I don't have a way to do uh, both of us live. But I just want to. I want to show you this. Hold on. This is. I think you'll be able to see this. When I was live without you, could you see the screen? Could you see what I was doing? Mm, when you were on the, yes, in the green I saw room your empty chair. I saw your empty chair. Okay. Uh, because and then gonna, when you came on, I saw you. Yeah. Okay. I'm then I was put wondering this. if my. Uh, then you had me questioning my damn headphones. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> that was muted. I can't hear them. I can't okay. hear them. What the hell? Yeah. All right, so check this out, uh, Mr. Smarty Pants. What? Oh, sous vide smoked brisket recipe. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Let's go. Look, how long does this take? 20 minutes? Was this... Why Is that like impossible meat? Is that even real meat? <laughs> is that like some impossible brisket burger it, bullshit? No, this is not vegan brisket. Oh, God. This is not look vegan. At the... Look at that. You know what I don't see on there? Hold on, let me. Any taste, but be a smoke ring. Nothing that says it. It was sixty-eight, one hundred and fifty-five degrees. What? What are they saying? It only went up to one hundred and fifty-five degrees. That is some tough-ass brisket. Uh, yeah, there's no smoke ring, but that's kind of like when you. That's kind of the whole point of sous vide, right? Like when you sous vide a steak, the whole reason you sous vide a steak is because the the way it's cooked is it's cooked. Uh, exactly the same throughout the meat from top to bottom, left to right, all the way to the middle. If you cook it medium rare, every single part of that steak is medium rare until you put, until you slap it in a cast iron skillet or take the torch and, and, and put the bark on it or whatever. The, the I burnt see, uh, bark, Dave I was, Dave was saying he sued it for 24 hours, then smoked it. So what? Wow. I've, I'm reading peepee dubs. Really? Brisket. <laughs> exactly. Seven, 12. Easy. You boil a brisket. You're from Oklahoma. Just saying. <laughs> the Amazon, if you boil a brisket, will be forced to tell everyone you're from Oklahoma. Okay, look, I'm look, I'm just saying, I don't have a smoker, but I have a sous vide. So, or whatever. Do you have any tips on jarring a sauce? The beer man Greg asks. Uh no. I don't I don't I've never been involved in the sauce game. I have buddies that do it. I know they use a commercial kitchen, so they use a it has a machine that actually jars it and sucks the air out of it and makes that you know what is it the top of the lid seal yep. sucked down into you yeah so once again i've done a 48 hour doctor oh, nice getting nice. horny um i know nice i like this this is fun man yeah it's it is stuff. fun so before we go because it's 355 we got to get the hell up out of here the whole show um there was one other thing i wanted to ask you about we got the uh we got the tailgating the teaching the competitions um one thing I'm never good at, and you 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 are good at. So give me one tip, one secret for barbecuing chicken. Because I know Clarence, who's a chef in in the house, he's a deckhead. He's in the chat, and he he. I, I talked about this once. I forget who I asked. I think I asked. Uh, I had a chef on uh, at the beginning of the show, and he told me about why is the low volume thing happening again? By the way, can you hear me, Rob? Is the I can hear you fine. Okay, chat. Can you guys hear me? Okay. This is weird. Like my my warning light is going off. You see, this is why I turn that shit off. Um, real quick, what? Give me one secret, one tip 
I don't know why I'm doing Trump hits. Give me, uh, you make the best chicken. Uh, one secret, one tip to barbecuing chicken. The one, the well, what one are you cooking thing, what, if you do it what or do don't do it. What do you have to it? cook it on? What do you have to cook it on? Gas grill. Like most raggedy ass dudes, just a gas grill out in my, uh, on my back porch. All right. Put a layer of, of sliced onions under your chicken because that will create a, a badass smell. It'll protect the bottom of it. It'll keep the moisture in and it will infuse the bird for sure. And there are some things there's uh, HEB sells this chicken bone broth. Just inject with that. You know, you want to get like, you know, those Tony Sachery's injectors you can find all over. Uh-huh. Just inject the chicken, just inject the chicken and then cook it like you normally would. And I, and then after about internal temp of maybe 130 degrees, flip that bird over. Let's get some char on it on the top. And then uh, when it gets to about 155 degrees, flip it back over. If you're going to sauce it, if that's your thing, you can sauce it at that point. And you're going to have some mighty fine ass chicken, bro. Somebody clip that. I'm just going to write it all down. God, clip that. That's going to be a, that's a TikTok. Holy shit. That was amazingly succinct and sounds like really, really good. Uh, dude. Yeah, I do that. that. I do that. Number one in chicken, bro. In the Come state. Come on, fam. Dude, this was outstanding. I do like the idea. I think you got a bunch of the deckheads pumped up about maybe doing like a a get together or a, some sort of live class or I don't know. We got to do something. We got to take advantage of this. I would lo- I would love to do that, man. I, I love the community you built, Barry. This is awesome, Thank man. You. The people on here seem like great people, and I know a few of them. Awesome. And you and I, like we mentioned, have been friends for a long, long time. Much continued success, brother. I love what you're doing with the show. I tune in all the time. I don't know how I'm going to be able to work this in now that I have to go back to freaking work. Uh, but I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way to uh, make sure I'm tuning in from two to four. That's All right. Sure. Give me one more shout out of the chat, please, Donna or Potch. Oh, I see it, but do it one more time for me, please. So Smoke, a gooder show here on Twitch. Go uh, follow him on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, he's also Need on some YouTube. Twitch love. Yeah. Give him some YouTube love and some Facebook love as well. And Twitch, Rob, buddy, this was outstanding. Uh, I actually learned a shit ton, which was the whole point. I wanted cool. to educate myself and the people. Uh, this was dope. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I, uh, I'm excited to Appreciate see where you take it. Heck uh, yeah. This is going to be cool. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate All right, you. All right, y'all. That is Rob. So Later, Smoking Gooder Show. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, man. Make sure you go uh, give him a follow and watch. He's I've watched the show when I'm sitting here working late at night. I will watch Rob, and it's a great show. It's a fun show. He does a great job. He lost his shit the other day. That was pretty fun. Uh, not like a good rant on a show. Why is this brisket thing up here? What the hell is that? Let's get rid of that. Um, I I would never sue Vita brisket. By the way, guys, I'm a proud Texan. Okay, I will sue Vita steak, and uh, I would challenge any of you if you've never sous vide a steak, you've got to try it. It's delicious. But I would never sue Vita brisket. I'm a, my dad. My dad would disown me. My dad would rather me be like, hey, pop, I think I like penis. He'd be like, that's cool. But if I was like, Dad, I sous vide a brisket, he'd be like, no son of mine's going to be sous vide no damn brisket. You're an embarrassment to me and your mother. And it'd be, it'd be a whole thing. Uh, all right. So I didn't get the Joe Rogan story in. I'll do that tomorrow. I didn't get the grandmother story in. I owe you guys that tomorrow as well. We will get to all those, I promise, because now we got to. Well, actually, you know what? It's four o'clock. But I show my recording times only at 147. So we'll, you know what I'll do? I'll, I, I, I don't want to tease it and then not do it. Let's do the, let's do the grandma stories. Yesterday we were talking. I don't remember how it came up uh, that we were talking about my grandmother. And um, 
I told you guys that she has ticks. Not like, oh, she's got Lyme disease. Not like those ticks. Um, she's got like, not Tourette's, by the way. She's not like, fuck you, grandson. Like, not like that. But she's got like uh, these little nervous habits. And the, the, it's so sad. By the way, she's dead, so don't make fun of her. I'm going to do that, but, uh, you know, keep it classic chat. Don't make fun of my dead grandma. Um, <laughs> she, her main, her most, the most nervous tick that she had. Yes, this is the grandmother, Cisco, that made me my breakdancing parachute pants. Yes, the homemade fake zippered parachute pants. This is the same grandma. She has this tick. Well, she had a couple of them. Um, one of them was she would, she didn't want to have a double chin. And so when she would, she would try to stretch her chin out, like she would do chin exercise where she'd be like, but she would do that when you were talking to her. So she would just be like, yeah, honey, uh, Mel and I went down to Walmart and, uh, like what was, what the, what was that nanny? She's like, oh, just work it out. Just. Getting my chin exercise. It was the weirdest shit ever. So she would do that on a cave. A true story. Ask Jenny's mom next week when she comes on the show. She did all three of these. So you'd be talking to my grandma and she just. Like that. No reason. That hurts, by the way. I just pulled my fat. I think I pulled my double chin. The other one she would do is she had this weird thing where she would. When she was standing up talking to you. Zoom out here. I can't really do it, but she would like. Move her foot like she was putting out a cigarette. She, she just do like, like that with, for no reason. There's no cigarette. She used to be talking to you. She'd be like, uh huh, yeah. It's like, why'd you, why'd you do that, nanny? I don't, I don't understand why you did that. Why'd you do that? I don't know why she did that. She was just like stomp and step. That's that was the second tick that she had. So she would do the chin thing. She would do the stomp, weird putting out a cigarette things. True story. Ask. Ask Jenny's mom next week. But the weirdest thing that my grandmother did, and she did it all the time, and no one knows why she did it. The weirdest thing my grandmother would do is she would lick her shoulder. It's true. She would just randomly lick her shoulder. Middle of a conversation. She would be talking to you. She'd be like, oh, but sweetie, what do you want for Christmas? Nanny, what the fuck was that? Huh? We don't know why she did that. I'll never know why she did that. But that's what she would do. She'd just be talking. She'd go, uh-huh. Like, what the, what, what, Why? And the best part, like the, every once, and it didn't happen often. It was kind of like a like an eclipse. It was kind of like a um, a blue moon. But every once in a while, if you were hanging out with Nanny, uh, you might get a trifecta. You might you might get a triple crown. She might give you the old stomp, stretch, and lick all at the same time. What? What? And me being a little smart ass asshole kid, I w- I would lose my shit. When she would lick her shoulder for no reason. Lose my shit. That's true, Jim. That's randomly. Yeah, no one would want to see their grandmother lick their own nipple. That would be fucking disco. Could you imagine? You're like, she's like, hey, but like what? Nanny, don't do that. 
It was the weirdest things, <laughs> Donna. Donna said, I'm sorry, Nanny, but I'm cracking up. I swear to y'all. Wait till Jenny is mom. You guys don't let me forget. We got to ask my mom on Monday when she joins me on the show at 315. We're going to ask her about licking the shoulder, stretching the chin, putting out the cigarette. It was like, I called it Nanny Calisthenics. Like she had her own little workout program to pow, pow, pow. It was fucking weird, man. Just a weird. My grandmother was weird. She'd do this one thing when she was driving. Like, I don't know why she did this either. And she would do it while she was driving. She would do that. Like, she would be driving, right? But if this is the steering wheel, she would pat the steering wheel. And nobody knew why. She'd be driving along, you know? Like, if this is the steering wheel, she'd be like, uh-huh. You know what, honey? I'm going to take you to Walmart. Roll your window up, right? She'd be driving. She'd go. Nobody knew why she would do it. She would just pat. the weirdest thing she just had these random fucking ticks that she did i swear it was like I, it had to have been like a mild form of tourette because like i said she wouldn't just blurt out curse words but she would just do these random things just random ass it was it was i don't know it was like the weird nanny hokey pokey bullshit i don't know you put your chin in you stick your tongue out you put your foot on down and you move it all about i don't know it was weird <laughs> Donaldson's the most random tick ever. Seriously. Uh, oh, Dimata said my daughter used to lick her arm when she was little. Well, that's understandable. Uh, no one wants to see a 78-year-old woman mid-conversation be like, anyways, I think I changed my mind. I think I'm going to vote. What? You? No, you don't. You licked your shoulder. You don't get a vote. It's weird. Super weird. I don't know. Um, what did Alex Villanueva say? Rob said that'll work. What did Alex say? I don't see it. Uh, oh, overtime. No, yeah, no. Barry, can you lick your elbow? I don't think that's possible. I don't think anybody is it. Hold on. Is it? I don't think that's the possible. Is it possible to lick your elbow? It is physically impossible to lick your elbow. Nice try, VV, trying to make me look like an idiot on stream. Can you sneeze with your eyes open? Also impossible. Try it next time. Next time you have to sneeze, just try to sneeze without your uh, without closing your eyes. See what happens. Hope your eyeballs pop out. Uh, it's physically impossible to lick your elbow. The reason being that from any angle that you take, your tongue is instantly too short to reach the tip of your elbow. There has been no claims of there has been known claims of people possessing the talents to do this task. I don't believe them. I want proof. Double jointed can't? No. Nobody can. Last few seconds of the show, Sun comes in. Want to hear something about Darth Vader? No, I'm listening to the last part of DMT. <laughs> Don't know I looked it up. I'm not stupid. You guys are always trying to trick me into doing dumb shit. Do that on my own. I don't need your help. <sighs> All right, good times. Thanks for hanging out with me, folks. Thanks to Rob, my guest for the show today. Talking barbecue. Interesting. I didn't know a lot about that stuff. I didn't know about competitions. I certainly didn't know. I didn't understand the whole tailgating thing. I had never really done a tailgate. I mean, I think I did a couple, but I would just like show up. So pretty cool to get that side of the story and, and everything else. So make sure you go follow him. And uh, yeah. Tomorrow, don't forget, Apollo Dez is going to join me talking all things MLB and Astros baseball. We still have to get to these beer prices. 
at the PGA Championship. Uh, I never showed you the video of the foul ball where a dude got out of the way and let it hit his woman. We got that video I'll run tomorrow. Beer prices. Uh, the first pitch from Steve Aoki. If you haven't seen that, it's pretty awesome. Awful. All kinds of stuff we didn't get to over the last couple of days. We'll do that tomorrow. And don't forget, it's a three-hour Thursday tomorrow. So we get the private third hour just for the Patreon members. We'll do that as well. Usually the funnest hour of the week, to say the least. Hey, thank you to everybody that subscribed. Always one team. Uh, Chase Breedlove, I saw, was a new follow or subscribe. Uh, Cisco Resub. Everybody that did. Jen Dimata. Uh, all of you. Thank you so much. Chase P-Ray Bizzle and Always One Team. Thank you for the bits. Thank you for the hype train. Thank you for the support. Thank you for being here. I love you guys. Hey, enjoy the basketball tonight. We didn't even get to that today. Shit, we didn't talk NBA. Tomorrow, we got to talk NBA. Don't let me forget. I'll see you guys tomorrow, man. Be safe. Be kind. Love you, brother. Bye! Let's see if we have a raid. Daniel Freak, US, NTV, Forensic Tilts, MMA Marks, Von Von the Nutty. Let's rate Danielle Freaks. Let's rate Danielle. I think last time, uh, yeah, go follow So Smoking Gooder. I think last time we rated Danielle, he was playing um, uh, MLB The Show. I think he's doing that again. Oh, looks like he's having a watch party. All right, we're going to raid Danielle. Bye, guys. Love you. See you tomorrow. Go say hi. Be kind. Be nice to Danielle. Good dude. Part of the Twitch sports program with me. All right, folks. Bye. Daddy's making a YouTube video.